0: of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to episode 66 of Living the Catholic Faith Podcast. My name is Deacon Steve, and I remain a permanent deacon in the Diocese of Phoenix. This weekend, we celebrate the third Sunday of Easter. We're very much called to be an Easter people, living in hope, living in faith. In living our lives, knowing that no matter what goes on in our lives, be it our personal lives, or in the lives of others around us, or even of the world, that we are not alone. That our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is here to be with us, to nurture us, to forgive us, to offer us his mercy and grace. Especially in challenging times, we are called to remember this and to go to our Lord always, and to his blessed mother, the Virgin Mary, who will advocate for us to her son. We are not to be a people of fear and despair, but a people of faith and hope. May we live our lives this Easter season that way, knowing that always we are loved and cared for, and we are never, ever alone. Our topic of the week, believing is seeing. A tenet that really typifies the mindset of the world today is seeing is believing. Unless we can touch it, somehow attest to it, scientifically affirm it, we say, maybe it's not true. Maybe it's just an opinion. We look at things like that as unreal and not necessarily something we can believe in. However, we know that there are things that are true that we cannot physically approve. We know that Thomas, called Didymus, did not believe that Jesus was the Lord until he put his hands in the nail marks in his hands and in his side. When Martha wept over the death of her brother Lazarus, Jesus saying, whoever believes in me will never die. And in Mark's gospel, Jesus' followers, wondering why they were unsuccessful in expelling evil spirits. And exasperated by their lack of faith, Jesus said, you unbelieving generation, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? because in truth, my brothers and sisters, it's the other way around. Believing is seeing. It's much more than just visually seeing a physical reality or even intellectually acknowledging the veracity of an occurrence. It's seeing beyond these things. Believing is seeing is perceiving a purpose. It's knowing that what we believe— allows us to see things about ourselves in the world that others may not see. When we believe, we see that we are not alone. When we believe, we understand that life has a purpose, that we have a mission, that life is not just some idiosyncratic series of events that happen to us, be it good or bad. When we believe, We see the hand of God in our lives and in the lives of the world around us. When we believe, we truly experience what it means to be a Christian. So our faith, my brothers and sisters, is not one that we can see to believe. We truly need to believe to see. breaking open the word. Our gospel for this week is for the third Sunday of Easter from Luke chapter 24 verses 13 to 35. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus's disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus, and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, "Why dis- What were you discussing as you walked along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty indeed in word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, how slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets spoke. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in and stayed with them. And it happened that, while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. But he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? There once were six blind men who stood by the roadside every day and begged from the people who passed. They had often heard of elephants, but they never had seen one. For being blind, how could they? It so happened one morning that an elephant was driving down the road, so to speak, where they stood. When they were told the great beast was before him, they asked the driver to let him stop so they might see him. Of course, they couldn't see him with their eyes, but they thought that by touching him, they could learn just what kind of animal he was. The first one happened to put his hands on the elephant's side and said, well, well, now I know all about the beast. He's exactly like a wall. The second felt only one of the elephant's tusks. My brother, you are mistaken. He is not at all like a wall. He's round and smooth and sharp. He's more like a spear than anything else. The third happened to take hold of the elephant's trunk. Both of you are wrong, he said. Anyone who knows anything can see that this elephant is like a snake. The fourth reached out his arms and grasped one of the elephant's legs and said, Oh, how blind you are! It's very plain to me that he is round and tall like a tree. The fifth was a very tall man, and he chanced to take hold of the elephant's ear. The blindest man ought to know that this beast is not like any of the things you name. He's like a huge fan. The sixth was very blind indeed, and it was some time before he could find the elephant at all. At last he seized the animal's tail and said, "Oh, foolish fellows, you have surely lost your senses. This elephant is not like a wall or a spear or a snake or a tree, neither is he like a fan. But any man with a particle of sense can see he's exactly like a rope. Then the elephant moved on, and the six blind men sat by the roadside all day and quarreled about him. Each believed he knew just how the animal looked, and each saw the other's hard names because they did not agree with them. People who have eyes sometimes act as foolishly. In our first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, we hear Peter, and he's talking about producing Jesus and that he rose from the dead. He's proclaiming that Jesus indeed is no more dead and has risen. We hear in 1 Peter again that Jesus has risen from the dead and to give God the glory. And then in our gospel, we hear the gospel from St. Luke of the road to Emmaus. Now, the disciples are traveling away from Jerusalem. Jerusalem, of course, is a holy city where one would find God. So they are traveling away from God. And then Jesus goes after them, finds them, and reveals himself to them in the breaking of bread. God is recognized in the breaking of bread. So this Jesus who rose from the dead is being seen by his apostles. Where do we see Jesus? Do we see Jesus just at church when we pray? Is that the only place where Jesus is? Do we see Jesus in the poor? Those who wander the streets of our cities and even small towns. Is that where Jesus is? Do we see Jesus in prisoners who are locked up for crimes? Do we see Jesus in people who look different than we do? Who may be a social class different than we are? That may speak a different language. That may look differently. Do we see Jesus in people who have mistreated us in some form, who have violated our trust? Do we see Jesus in people who think differently than we do? Is Jesus there? Do we see Jesus in those who have addiction or mental illness? Is Jesus indeed there? Do we see Jesus in those closest to us, our family and friends? Do we see Jesus in ourselves, in the way we act, in how we live our lives? You see, Jesus is present to us in all times, in all places. The question is, do we open our eyes? Do we look with the eyes of faith? Do we look with eyes of belief then that we can see, knowing that it is only in believing that we can truly see? So do we truly see Jesus? Well, we've come to the end of episode 66 of Living the Catholic Faith. If you have any feedback you'd like to share with me about the podcast, a topic to address on the podcast, or anything for that matter, please email me at deaconstevew, that's D-E-A-C-O-N-S-T-E-V-E-W, all lowercase, at gmail.com. Let us pray. Lord, help us to be a holy people. Help us to see you where you are to see that you truly are in all things. Be with us. Help us, guide us to truly believe and through our belief to truly see. And let us pray the prayer of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. All I have and call my own. You've given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. My brothers and sisters, please bow your heads to receive God's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. And may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My brothers and sisters, go in peace to love and serve the Lord as we continue our journey in living the Catholic faith.